Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today we have Dr. Mike Watson as our as our guest. Now, Mike, um, who I've known for a couple of years on social media, uh, we haven't met personally yet, but we will one day, I'm sure. Uh, so Mike has had just a bit about him. He's had 15 or so years in court of corporate experience in the retail industry, which gave him a variety of opportunities to coach emerging leaders, shape a national retail company's business and visual design footprint and brand image. So he's been heavily involved in the retail, in retailing. In his 20 years of various higher education roles, Mike has worked to positively impact future leaders. That's, the, that's what he loves. That's why he's talking to me on this show, because we both love that. So he does that by integrating a, t- a teaching philosophy that incorporates experiential learning, self-awareness, critical thinking, and identifying core values in support of their pers- personal purpose. In fact, Mike's doctorate was focused on spiritual intelligence and leadership and its impact on employee engagement, something that we're going to chat about. Mike currently works at the University of South Carolina. He's a store director, faculty liaison person, uh, and there's a pile of other things here. He's an instructor in retailing and at the College of HRSM, and he's a faculty fellow at the Centre of Inter- Integrative and Experiential Learning. And on top of that, he's a, he's a personal coaching specialist for the MBA program at McColl School of Business. So, Mike, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ross. I always have to laugh when we list off what we do. Um, yeah. There always seems to be this alignment between those of us in this industry about leadership that we do so many different things. <laughs> we do, I mean, but see, you gravitate to it, and uh, and I gravitated. I just gravitate gravitate to it because I love it, and that's why I wonder. I think what we talk about today, or start the conversation rolling, is this: is where your doctorate focus on this in spiritual intelligence in leadership and its impact on employees. Given this is the Soul Inspired Leadership podcast, I think they're, they're very congruent with the way we do things. Oh, absolutely. And it was a, uh, that research was a direct outcome of what I was not finding in my corporate work. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a huge impetus um, is that what we know and what we do often aren't in alignment. So true. And so, so you know, true. the research spoke about that as well. My research, you know, indicated that leadership's ability to connect with a higher purpose and to be courageous and to be compassionate and all those things we associate with spiritual intelligence mm. directly impact engagement more than anything else. And yep. yet, and yet, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> my research showed. I don't know. <laughs> not only did leaders not fully embrace that aspect of who they are, probably because it wasn't supported, yeah. um, but if there wasn't any kind of cultural safety in which to operate, it would diminish the ability yeah, of that yeah. spiritual intelligence. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, the leaders all prove to have qualities of it but none of them were fully empowered to use it. Yeah, yeah. And so what you have I, I And I was just thinking, like, the outcome of what it does, they wanted you to treat 
reach that outcome, but not not by that that pathway. You had to do it some other extraneous way that, well, who knows? It's hit and miss and not supported because the way right. that that sort of it's just like the old way of doing it. It's it's that's what you did. You you told people what to do in a sense. You were at the top, so therefore you gave orders. All those types of things that happened 80, 90 years ago that yeah. gradually disappeared. There's a lot of remnants of that uh, in industry. I guess that's what you saw in the research. Yeah, that that is deeply embedded still in many of the cultures, um, yeah. even if it's known not to be effective. And so yeah. there's still this deep reliance on only using cognitive ability to solve all problems yeah. and, that's, and it just doesn't uh, solve engagement because no, you know I mean? like you're right you're right it doesn't solve engagement yeah <laughs> but it's it's funny because it I, I was i was sending out some information today to someone the, at the end of the day and that's what, what i was saying is the end of the day to be spiritually intelligent takes a lot of courage and strength and that's no one had a lot of people don't have that because they're afraid to step outside of that pathway, off that pathway that everyone's been going down in case they'll be ridiculed or it goes wrong. All these things, they don't have the courage to stick to their inner belief. They just go where the head takes them because that's the the path of least resistance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you and I know, nobody grows in comfort. You know, it's only when things become... <laughs> uncomfortable that's that right. we are yeah. going to grow and so to your point to step off of the path right mm. um and and that's what's important and you know you said courage which i love and especially when you go back to look at the latin root of courage like Brene brown talks about mm. and it says to speak from one's heart yeah that's, that's it. courage that's, that's it you know what i mean it, it's you not a that use conviction of strength because it's your inner strength it's your inner yes. belief that drives you in your head, your head's open to data. So, so you might drive something with the data, but as soon as you change that data, you'll go go off in a different direction because it's not the, it's not consistent. But your heart, your soul, your, your inner spiritual intelligence is consistent because that's consistently you. <laughs> it just makes such a big difference. So someone was saying today, I, I, there again, I seem to be having a few chats today. They're saying, but isn't that common sense? And I said, yeah, but in business, common sense is not very common. <laughs> it's, right. Because it right. isn't. It is. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I think a big driving factor of that is that we're not taught it from early on. And we're that's not taught it. to embrace, you know, anything related to the concept of spiritual intelligence. Yeah. Um, it is something that is spoken about as out there. Yeah. Um, and not to be brought into an organization. Yeah, this is not, it, uh, does, it doesn't belong to business. And I think people just, it, it's right. just yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's funny, I, one of my pet loves at the moment, I, whenever I get an opportunity to be on a platform anywhere, I'll talk about it, is that self-leadership, which to me is teaching about their inner self. How do you lead yourself? And that is being in touch within. That should be taught. That should be taught as kids are old enough to be taught by parents, but it failing the parents, that should be taught at school from grade one, two. Not as a separate subject, but in everything you're taught, there should be implications from, from the perspective of, of spiritual within. Well, um, your self-leadership, your ability to have rely on your own personal inner self. 
Oh, absolutely. It should be integrated into everything we do. And when, hey. and when you do that, you see transformation. That's oh, some transformation. Hey. Um, and, you know, I often say, um, if you're not self-aware, you can't be organizationally aware. I, I agree. I, I did see that uh, you, you know, the other day. That, spot on. Yeah, it's a big mantra of mine, mm. you know, because I used to do a lot of coaching with CEOs and mm. boards. And, you know, that that is not the message they wanted to hear often. Um, no, 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 that's right. But, but intuitively, they knew it was the right thing to hear. Yes. Yeah, because the, 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 the gut, the gut, the You know, you. so when they would pull me aside in the hallway to talk or something like that, they would, yeah. they would say that, you know, yeah. but in front of others, they would never dare to position themselves in that way for fear of being seen as weak yeah. or, or you know, non-conforming in terms yeah. of mission yeah. and vision. And uh, when in reality, you and I both know, and the data shows that when you do that, you consistently elevate performance across not only individuals, but the organization. Yeah. Um, yes, you know, you, and it, you, get, you get people who really want to go to work and work and, and, and make, do an effort and be effective and as efficient as they can be. That, oh, the amount of increase in production is just yeah, 30 to 300% or the sort of figures I've seen. The, Depends how bad you were, so how, many, how much of improvement you got. If you suddenly get a good leader who can connect with staff and actually engage them, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite sad. I guess you've done the numbers. You've tweaked the figures in your research. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've done part of the numbers. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, interesting. The, the majority of all leaders uh, demonstrated more than one quality of spiritual intelligence that they would um, recognize and willingly discuss. Yeah. Um, but as I stated earlier, rarely would utilize. <laughs> yeah, yeah no and so, yeah. <laughs> so it's like having a tool that you know will work, but just refusing to take it out of the drawer. Yeah, and, that's, and, uh, and that's that having the strength. It's, it's having the strength. It shows you the pressure and the fear. Yeah, it's that fear. See, you've got to overcome the fear to walk your own path takes strength not the path of many you're walking your own path and it is your own path because it's as you're saying it's so little utilized because it's all the conventional way yeah and you know the number one finding from the research mm. to that point what you were just saying is the ability to construct personal meaning and purpose to serve something greater than yourself yeah that was like the number one outcome from all the aspects of spiritual intelligence is that can I consistently be purposeful in my actions and my thoughts and elevate those around me along with myself to do better? Yeah. And, you know, you can't do that with just your mind. <laughs> no, you can't. No, it's, it's got to come from, it just comes, yeah. It's hard to explain in so many words, but it's a feeling and it just comes from within you. And as you feel it and think it, well, then you think it as you're feeling it, but, but it just gives you so much energy and give, and that's where the strength comes from, that, that belief that this is, this is the way it should be. Yeah. Well, I often talk about also with my students and stuff that we were early on taught to think from top down, meaning use our head and then kind yeah. of ignore everything below our head. Mm. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> and, yeah. And then I, I think we should be doing it the other way. Like our heart should speak, our I mind agree. should yeah. listen, 
And then our soul, our inner purpose uh, should act. That's like right. that's a much more informed way of being. Uh, uh, and, uh, and the reality is that, you know, they already talk to each other electronically, organically, hmm. systematically within our body. You know, our heart is constantly sending more messages and more frequently to our brain than the other way around. Uh, uh, and so <laughs> it's like, it to me, it's, it's, it's that inner self, right? Uh, that's that's the drive. That that's what gives you your purpose, your uh, your strength, your belief. Your head's just for tactical plays. <laughs> it just analyzes data and gives you tactics. It doesn't give you the journey where you should be heading. It doesn't give you the strength where you should be heading. It just gives you the tactics that oh, this has happened. Or therefore, I'll do this based on what I've read a book on, whatever. Right? It's just. But we we we're using those tactical plays as the number one thing to drive us and, and it isn't and it doesn't work that way and, and all the major businesses have been established by people who really had a purpose who really built something that come from their heart and then as they get as the company gets bigger or whatever then people take over and use their head <laughs> i guess yeah it's, it's not it's not their dream so they're just there to act out someone else's dream so they they stick to the the, the uh, head a bit more yeah, when you look at people like John Mackey of Whole Foods mm. or, you know, anything like that, that was all purpose driven. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like every every aspect about that model of why they started that business. And I spoke with him um, once because I hosted a conference, which he was a speaker. Mm. And, you know, that's what he was telling me. He's like, Mike, it was all heart driven. You yeah, know I mean, it that's, was, that's right. that's, you that's know, right. and, and to your point, once it gets taken over, if that purpose and that heart isn't deeply integrated into the systems of the organization, mm. then it becomes very operational. That's right. Um, That's it. Uh, yeah. And, then, and, and so people see you know, that so operation. Those, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's that comfort, right? Like people hey. love comfort. Um, mm. And the reason they love comfort is because they don't feel empowered to step outside of that. That's and that's it. why yeah. you need leaders that are heartfelt and soul inspired is because they allow them to step out and know yeah. that they'll be safe and it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, it's eighty percent good enough. That's all right. You don't have to get hundred yeah. percent perfect every every time we do something. Otherwise, nothing really happens. But eighty percent is good enough. We work it out as long we as we go. That's as long as you long as you start. That's all I want. That's long as yeah. you start with yep with the purpose we want in mind. Then we work out some of the the plans as we go. But, but otherwise, absolutely. I'll stick to the comfort zone. Yeah, the purpose is that lens through which decisions can be made. That's why it's yeah. so critical that early on we define for ourselves and for, and for an organization what the purpose is, mm. because that should be the lens through which then we do everything. And that's and right. to your point, yeah. that doesn't mean it's always going to work, but then we, but however, we never doubt why we made the decision. Hey, like hey. it wasn't faulty decision making. It could have been an application. It could have been the wrong time. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It could have been multiple things, but that's easier to be curious about and to adapt and adopt yeah. than trying to reshape somebody's mindset. In some respects, I don't know whether you, you did this in the research, but so when you're onboarding someone or, or they're coming for an mm -hmm. interview, I don't think they talk enough about purpose. They talk about more about the role responsibilities and all that, but not the innate and purpose that the whole company ticks over on. And then you and then you're trying to then assess where those people's 
can match their purpose to the purpose of the organization if it's deeply ingrained and they'll see oh i don't want to do that so they won't join the they won't get on the canoe and paddle that's that and that's okay you want the people to come on the canoe and paddle so you're getting the people with who can connect with the purpose and some companies do it well because it's ingrained but a lot don't so many don't and it, they just talk about job functions this is your role it's your all that stuff that's you know all in the head yeah yeah um it's um you know interestingly enough in my roles when i hire people and even right now for yeah. instance in my academic role i'm hiring a new instructor and it's my first question define for me your personal purpose and how it will align with our company's mission <laughs> and they you know they're so taken back they're <laughs> like oh give me uh, a few minutes. i'm like take as much time as you want as long as you want yeah because if like, you can work it out we'll employ it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because all those other things are just technical abilities that even if you're not strong in them we can teach you yeah that's but, fine but i'm gonna have a difficult time teaching your heart to hmm. align and believe in what we do uh, um, I, I like that line that's uh, i gotta remember that because that that's a ripper that's yeah that's a good one i like that, that but but it but it's so true I mean, and then it's to me that starts that starts the whole journey but i but i can see and i mean in some respects it's it's great where you are because you're having a not an opportunity to actually influence a lot of young people I mean, they're at the university now, they're young, they're willing, they've got an open mind, they're willing to learn that, that, that they're, again, self-leadership. And I, I know that's that's the subjects you talk about. It just becomes not a separate subject that everyone goes and snoozes through, has a bit of a sleep while it's on, because you've ticked the elective box. It's ingrained with all the subject matter you're learning, the self-leadership aspects of that and what that means to yourself and, and the spiritual intelligence that you have. That you want to grow and develop i think if, if we did that the workplace in a few years time will be so much different so more effective just i just hate to think what we could do in in the business world if we had people armed with that sort of um that sort of energy right you know and you bring up a good point it was an intentional decision to leave corporate and transition into higher education mm. And my main motivating force was I wanted to be able to reach a younger leadership group yeah, right. at a much broader rate and space so that I had a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, and so I laugh um, uh, when I discuss it because it doesn't matter what I teach. They can call the class whatever they want. Yeah, at the end matter. of the day, they're going to get some spiritual intelligence yeah, right. and some poor leadership it's, value. That's it. And I might word it differently, yeah. but you cannot prepare anybody to do well in an industry, I think, mm. unless I also do well teaching them how to self-reflect and be uh, self-curious yes. Yep. so they understand who they are so then they can be their best selves. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's it's... Uh... Yeah, to me, and that, and I'm pleased you took the, you, you went to the academic route, and I'm, I'm trying to influence and coach executives to, to be, be more spiritually aware in that respect. Um, but I, whenever I get an opportunity, I'll, as I said, on platforms, I've spoken to about, I don't know, half a dozen universities in India this year, and and I've brought that subject up every time. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, whenever I can, I will. I'm just trying to 
trying to get them to bring it in with that attitude. Um, it's, to me, because they're asking me, how do we prepare our, our students to, to succeed in business? I said, well, here's the first step. And they all look at you a bit funny, right? It's not, yeah. it's not the highest marks. That's irrelevant. It's who can apply the knowledge they learned there and actually apply themselves sufficiently enough to be aware of themselves and how they can best contribute, influence others and all these sorts of things, right? That's the key. And if you focus on that, everything else will be right. So, but, you know. Oh, we're, absolutely. We're, it is the absolute key. And let me tell you, one of the first myths that I have to break down in my classroom is this deep belief by my students, I think perpetrated by their parents, uh, that a 4.0 GPA is the <laughs> golden ticket to doing well in their careers. Uh, and I just was like, no, your grades not, are not going to are not going to be a direct correlation to your performance in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what my classes are all about is demonstration, not memorization. Right. Like, it's not about can you memorize these things and, and get 100 on the test? It's can we demonstrate concepts that will elevate performance? Right. And if we can do that, you yeah, know, we and do. we can critically think through them, and then yeah. we can be innovative. And, you know, that breeds confidence and that breed and that confidence exactly. and self-awareness will take them through any difficulty that no, they may encounter. Right. And see, um, the more, because the more you listen to yourself, the more consistent you are in what you do, because yourself is consistent. The head's the one that swings in roundabouts, but you are consistently um, in behavior, consistent in the attitude, all these things that help. And it's, you stick out like a, 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 a what's the calm water, calm water in, a, in, a, in an island uh, sort of cove around surrounded by a big storm because you're consistent and consistently, and that's what employees want, staff want, is consistency, no volatility. The more you are consistent with yourself, because it doesn't gravitate around and chop and change, that really drives you through business and you'll stick out, no doubt. Yeah, the, all the research um, that not only I've done, but that others in the field have done yeah. point to the fact that the number one indicator and predictor of success is persistence. Yeah. And the driver of persistence is the ability to stay positive while dealing with difficult or chaotic situations. That's it. Yep. So, That's your point, can I remain calm? Can I remain consistent? Yep. Can I be a, a, a receptacle or a place that is psychologically safe for others so that we can continue forward? Yep. So it's not always about getting it right or things going correctly or it's being the perfect scenario, yeah, yeah. it's knowing that that won't happen and then your ability to, to continue forward in alignment with your purpose and your mission. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I just thought of something else going in my head now, but but I, I totally agree, Mike. And, and so so in, in essence, what, what I'm probably saying here is that uh, push your barrel along a bit. So really a business in the US particularly is looking for goods students to go to, to to bring into their organizations probably the university of south carolina could be a good one because the students there have a more of a awareness of what self-awareness is that's what i'm probably saying give you a bit of an advertisement there because i can tell you i believe from the bottom of my heart that to me that's that that's the type of person i'd be employing 
Right. Well, you'll you'll be thrilled with this. So one of the qualifying things that we have to do as a university is be accredited, of course. Mm -hmm. And there's an yep. accreditation body. And and they do reviews of our university and our programs. And our program in university was the driving force to implement the fact that self-reflection has to be integrated into every course um, in our yeah. program. Nice. Yeah, That's that never it. happened before. And yeah. so, you know, I I, I'm a big believer in that. And I drove a lot of that. And it was um, wholly adopted by the accreditation, uh, SACS accreditation. And mm -hmm. so now every instructor knows that part of who we are as a university and what we are to do has to have elements of self-reflection directly integrated into lesson plans, learning outcomes, Imagine. internships, whatever. Yeah. Great. I love to hear that. That's well, that's that's my barrel I've been pushing for a while now. So I'm really so pleased to get the the fact that the university now it's ingrained into the into the university. So and it's the success comes out of that, then hopefully that'll get to draw the attention of other universities, etc. And gradually creates a really good positive ripple. So Oh, I think it will. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, because we know that if you do some deep work on self-reflection, it's going to automatically impact others and change your outlook. And then mm. that allows those other elements of spiritual intelligence to yeah. just organically evolve. Yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. So on that note, Mike, uh, our time is up today. So I'm sure we'll, we'll have another chat at some point because we do. As we, I keep saying it. We talk the same language, spiritual intelligence, soul inspired leadership. It's all the uh, different way of saying the same thing basically leading from within to lead out so look i really appreciate the fact you've been on today and and thanks people out there in the uh who have taken the time to listen to our podcast and and we'll get we'll get uh, dr mike watson on again at some point soon so thank you for listening mm -hmm.